Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Atomic Weight of Cheese with your hosts, Mike Bakovin, Chad Planbeck, and Stephanie Romanski. Yes. Yay! Okay. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it. It's fine. Um, it, I'm trying to find the right words for that movie. It feels it, see, it feels a little slight. It feels a little irrelevant mm-hmm. because because we know what happens to her. And the thing is, it makes me kind of angry about it because I feel sorry for the character. And I also kind of feel sorry for Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Because the story of the movie takes place between Civil War and Infinity War. Yeah. And if that would have came out then, or if this one came out then, it'd have made a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's coming out now, you know, the pandemic or whatever, and now everybody's like, oh, it's the doom of Marvel, and no female characters can't carry a movie. And it's like, Captain Marvel made a billion dollars, you know, yeah. this, and under circumstances, this has been fine. I mean, the movie is fine. Um, the thing to me is like didn't quite gel like the action doesn't mesh up with the character stuff very yeah. well because but that's like Marvel's thing because it's like to get these directors to take care of the human shit and all the fights are like pre choreographed yeah. and pre res and already done before filming even starts because they so. take a year and a half to do right you know? yeah yeah right so and cost seven million dollars right. you know for every two seconds yeah. of screen time I know but in, and at the same stroke too it's like a couple days ago I watched Absence of Malice. On uh, I think Amazon. I, I can't it. place it. Uh, Paul Newman, Sally Field. There it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He's they think he's he's they think he's in with the mob, yeah, and then yeah. the papers like printing it's accurate, but it's not true. Yeah, that kind of thing, and so it kind of leads to a whole brouhaha. And it's one of these things. Like, man, you remember when this was this was going to the movies? Mm-hmm. This is this is the movies we went to see. And it's like I'm at the point where it's like you know what I'm ready for Marvel to be the side order. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm ready yeah. for you know something a little more. I don't know, serious or meaty. I, I don't know what the right word is, but yeah, well, that's. But that's, I wish those yeah. kind of movies would come back. But it's like all that shit's on TV now, and it's a series, you know. Yeah, so that's exactly right. I, I get it. The the, and... the, uh, the 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 system has changed. This is how things are now. You know, it's mm-hmm. like get used to it. I get it, but it's like part of you, you can still say it's like eh, I kind of wish more movies like that would come out. Yeah, so. yeah. Sounds like you kind of got the blues about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my transition so welcome to the atomic weight of cheese where real life is called cinema called cinema is frequently real life i'm mike and stuff transition transition <laughs> doc martin it, with this crazy it was, bad. it was bad never 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 going speed again well, i would i would charge you to go back through the 60 some episodes and find a good transition that i've done shoot the juice to yeah. the so uh, all right <laughs> So I've got a story. Okay. I got a story to set stuff up. Right. So uh, it was vinyl or record store day the other day, right? Yep. And uh, I don't recommend vinyl. It's a filthy, dirty habit, but I've uh, I've kind of fallen <laughs> into it and spent uh, oh. yeah spent too much money on vinyl recently. Uh, I'm not one of those people who think is, thinks it sounds better. I just really kind of like the tactile part of it and putting it on the I think thing. It and, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. I, li- I like it. So uh, we're in a record store in Kearney, Nebraska. And I find a, uh, a compilation called Hillbillies in Hell, Country Music's Tormented Testament. Okay. There are apparently dozens of these albums. This is volume XII. 12. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <laughs> this is volume 12. And of course, it sent me down a rabbit hole of, uh, of listening to these Hillbilly, Hillbillies from Hell compilation. So I mentioned the words murder ballad and Chad was like, 
Yeah, I want to talk about murder ballads so and teenage strategy. Yeah, so, I'll do that. So we're going to do the rare music episode, and we're going to talk about murder ballads and teenage death stories, and uh, uh, some of in the most musical form. Some of the most depressing music I've ever heard. That for some reason in the last couple of weeks has had me howling. Yeah, I know. And, and some th- of the craziest and nuttiest things you'll ever listen to, too. So exactly. So I think we take a little bit of an overview first. Um, so uh, I'll I'll go first if you don't mind. Sure, we'll absolutely. Around the horn. Uh, I was an anti-country music guy in my youth, right? Like listening to hardcore and, and you know, uh, uh, alternative stuff. And, you know, uh, I've broken my nose twice, uh, both in a mosh pit, you know, that sort of thing. It was like, ah, country music can go screw us, you know, that that sort of thing. And in the past couple of years, between the, between like a couple of people's influence, including Chad's, the the <laughs> podcast Cocaine and Rhinestones, and then this sort of stuff, I, I'm looking at myself in the mirror saying, <clears throat> Do I like country music? And well, I think I do. It's like with every genre, there's yeah. good and bad. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and I, that's, I, that's I, it. Yeah. I wouldn't call myself a big country fan. I enjoy some, like the older country singers. I like them better. At some point, even like you, you'd like Clint Black, Garth Brooks, and that's like, they're fine. No, but, I, I, I keep my long held belief that the best thing Garth Brooks could do for humanity is strap himself to a rocket and shoot himself into the sun. Okay. I'm kind of, I'm of that opinion and I remain of that opinion. And it has it's more one of the to best do, shows it, I've ever been to. Uh, honestly, uh, has more to do with personal, personal issues than yeah, it does with sure. whatever the merits of of yeah, uh, Mr. Gaines his, might know, be. Gaines you know? shit. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> so. no. But yeah, this insurgent country stuff. It's like, nope. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. shit's awful. Yeah, those so. compilations you see about them use all basically having the same lyrics. Right. Yeah. Right. So, Steph, what's your relationship with with the genre? Um. <laughs> when you say it, my first thought is um, teenage tragedy, right? Uh, yeah, songs from yeah. like the fifties. Yep, songs like you know what, Dead Man's yeah. Curve and yeah. Tell which Laura sure. I Love Her. And yeah, Run Zilly sure. Run, Leader of the Pack. Yeah, Leader of the Pack. Yeah, which share a ton of DNA with this sort of stuff. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So that was my first thought, and that stuff kind of weirdly grew up on because my dad was a huge fifties guy. That's um, awesome. That is neat. So yeah, but I was just in in kind of looking this up, murder ballads and stuff. I found a whole bunch that I'm like, oh, I love that song. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> like That's what? Great. Like what? Oh, I love that song too. Yeah. Like uh, like down by the water, PJ Harvey. Oh, okay. that's a great one. You, you know, know that what? One? Right? That that's yeah. That was right up my alley yeah. when I was sixteen. Okay, I'm old. unfamiliar. Give me the gist mm-hmm. of the song. I lost my heart under the bridge to that little. So much to me, and now I'm old, and now I holler. She'll never know just what I found. That blue eyed girl, she said no more. That blue eyed girl. Steph, you want to take it? PJ um, Harvey was an alt, alt person in the 90s. Okay. Yeah, uh, the song is basically about um, a woman who kills her daughter down okay. in the water. <laughs> okay. And it's it's atmospheric, pure, you know, 
hardcore PJ Harvey if you, yeah, you know what it, she's it's, like. It's got this weird kind of whispering thing toward the end, if yeah. I'm remembering right. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, that's oh, yeah. it. Yeah, well, yeah. like I said, a lot of these things mm-hmm. always seem to involve water. A lot of do you ever notice that? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. at least I the ones that right. I at least the ones that I'm going to talk about. So I got I got a good one for you. They asked okay. water stuff. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, the, the, I didn't even think of that stuff. Yeah, I think I think the murder ballad kind of runs through a bunch of different genres. Yep. Yeah, and even more, you know, modern songs like that one. Um, yeah. Another one would be like um, uh, Nebraska. Bruce oh yeah. Bruce Springsteen about yeah. the stark weather murders. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I just I I just watched Badlands again a little while ago. It's like, man, that's a good movie. And I watched The Sadist not too long ago, which I don't is know another the Sadist. the Sadist. Believe it or not, it's an old Arch Hall Junior flick. Okay, the Ega. <laughs> oh no, Ega, the Choppers. Okay, yes, and I'm familiar. It's really good. Huh. He plays he plays the stark weather surrogate, and the, and his girlfriend from Ega plays the Carol Fugate surrogate. And I said, I don't want to spoil too much of it, but just sit down and watch it. It is so unrelentingly bleak and nihilistic. Uh-huh. And at the end, everybody's dead. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> and it's like, holy hell, what did this is an Arch Hall Jr. flick. This shouldn't be that good. I so, know. but so crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, um, do you mind if I, I'll jump off and talk a little bit about Absolutely. Hillbillies in Hell? Because there are three songs I want to talk about. Yeah. Each one just kind of more, more okay. bleak than the one that okay. came before. I, it. Like I said, I got three mm-hmm. songs to talk about too. So we can just kind of go around the room a little bit. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That sounds great. And then, okay. Steph, if you have any others that jump out, save those and we'll go from there. So, Okay. okay, so I want to start off with first off on one of these. I found th- this isn't this is technically a murder a murder ballad, but every now and then you've got kind of the the Porter Wagner and the you know the the stuff that's really kind of more traditional country, the kind sure. of picking and grinning sort of stuff. Uh, there's one on this album called "It's Nothing to Me" by Sanford Clark, and if the first thing I heard like the first six bars of this, I immediately perked up because it had this kind of electric thing going and. By the time I was done, I'm like, this needs to be in a Tarantino flick. Take your drink to the end of the bar, buddy. Let her stay there. Now don't be a fool. I'd as soon have a hot seat in sing, sing prison. Than to sit down by her on that stool. What's that you say? And the, the story is about a guy right sitting on a bar stool who's warning another guy, don't me. flirt with that girl, don't flirt with that girl. He's got a jealous boyfriend, he'll beat you up. And then he, he uh, um, flirts with the girl. The guy kills him and hauls him off, and that's, yeah. that's the song. But the chorus is just about... Uh, him singing about how you know oh you're right it's nothing to me and then at the end he kills him and he goes oh well that's life i guess it was it's nothing to me oh it's so good and it's like that's a legit great song and if i'd heard that song i think when i was 16 it would have been like whoa that's that's uh that that great when like a song pops off like that for you yeah yeah it doesn't happen too often because i tend not to venture outside but my musical taste too often but i'm doing it yeah. more and more it's like man that was really yeah good. I, I think somebody explained it to me once i think it might have been bill reinhardt yeah who said to me basically there's only two kinds of music in this world good music and bad music and everything else is just labels huh and so it's like okay yeah. that kind of makes sense or something somebody's trying to push a brand you know and so or that kind of thing yeah i don't think he's wrong yeah. so 
But uh, another one I'll throw on here is Porter Wagner and Dolly Parton doing one called The Party. And the story of The Party is about, uh, have you heard this one? No. Okay. It's, it's about this this uh, set of parents. I can just see them in their yep. little rhinestone outfits singing yep. on, yeah. Who go to a party and leave their kids alone. They were debating whether or not to leave their kids alone because they were a little young, but they thought they could handle it. And then the house burns down and their kids all die. <laughs> Oh my god! And the uh, you almost got sold out. Man. Uh, was, oh but boy! But the the end is is or is Porter Wagner going on <laughs> and not Honus Wagner? Yeah, Porter Wagner going on about how uh, even though we left the party early, it was still too late. <laughs> dun dun dun! <laughs> I was howling. Oh boy! I wonder if they performed that on the Grand Old Opry. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> and and speaking of our friend uh, uh, Mr. Wagner, he did another one on a different compilation called Jim Johnson which is the bleakest song I have ever heard in my life. I swear to God, cannibal corpses cannot touch the level of bleak that you get with this Portis, <laughs> Portis Wagner song called Jim Johnson. Every verse is about his childhood and about how it gets worse and worse and worse. Yep. How he has a, uh, it's, I believe the first line is things were growing, going great till daddy died. I think that's like the first line in the, in the song. <laughs> The past ten years just flashed before my eyes I remember the day my daddy died He left mom, four boys, and three-year-old Jenny Lou She got sick and we almost lost her too Times were rough even when dad was here But things got worse year after year Six years ago, Mom married again And that's when our troubles really begin Jim Johnson was the name of our steppa He was the meanest man I'd ever saw He mistreated Mom and all of us kids And I swore someday he'd pay each time he did Never had enough clothes for school, but we'd go. We'd go home early because of snow and almost freeze to death before we got there. Jim bought booze instead of shoes for us to wear. One summer we found six kittens with our old cat. Jim made us put them all in a gunny sack. And throw them in the river with rocks inside Jim just stood there and laughed while we all cried Jim started watching Jenny Lou when she just turned 13 Then late one night I heard Jenny scream I run and got the shotgun and grabbed a shell And I pulled the trigger and Jim Johnson fell I knew that someday it'd come to this I knew that he'd try to put his hands on sis When people hear my story they'll understand They'll know what I killed was not a man They'll know Jim Johnson was not a man 
and then it gets worse and worse. They get a bad stepfather. He uh, drinks away their shoes. They were or drinks away the money they were going to spend on shoes. So they had to walk through a blizzard. And then he's beating them. And then he makes him put a bunch of cats in a in a sack with rocks and drown them. Oh God! (laughs) Then he starts molesting his sister, and so he has to shoot him. And this this is all in the span of like two minutes and thirty seconds, (laughs) set to. You know, the guy's got a good voice, and yeah. there were some talented musicians there, but, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, he used to host a show. I'm trying to get to remember the name of it or whatever, but in the 70s, it was on all the time. Porter Wagner, I'm talking yeah. about it. But, yeah. The, the the album I looked it up to was called uh, um, oh, something like like the somber tones of, of okay. <laughs> Porter Wagner. Sure. And it's like, oh, just listening to these for some reason. Uh, I I enjoy them both ironically and unironically at the same time because it's like I really am digging what they're doing. But oh my god, why would you record this? You know, what are you putting down? Why and who would listen to this for fun? Who yeah. would listen to this for what emotion would this evoke in you? That's going to make you want to go back and put this vinyl back on again and again and again. And then here I am listening to it for the fourth or fifth time. You know? So. That's the problem. I might go look and see if this shit's on Spotify. This uh, sounds it fascinating. is. Hillbilly's from Hell. You can look it up. <coughs> you'll, you'll have yourself a good time. I, I swear to God, I sat with a uh, with a with a stupid game on my phone and a little tumbler of whiskey and listened to that whole album. It was the best forty five minutes of my week. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, Ch- Chad, you threw a few our direction. Okay, I'm going to start off with it's a single by Jody Reynolds called "Endless Sleep." This came out in <laughs> well, 1958. Start starting and, off dark. Yeah, and um, long and the short of it, boy and a girl have a bad argument. Girl um, uh, basically walks into the water at the ocean and drowns herself. And then it's the boy <laughs> lamenting on the beach, talking about how he lost his baby. And she's in the in in the endless. She's having she's in the endless sleep at the at the bottom of the ocean, and she's beckoning him to come join her in the endless sleep. Oh my God! Does okay. he do it? She's nowhere around Traced her footsteps down to the shore Afraid she's gone forevermore I looked at the sea and it seemed the same I took it baby from you away I heard a voice crying in the deep Come join me baby in my endless sleep The, the song, okay, the song kind of cops out at the uh, end and tries to tag on this happy ending where he goes into the water and saves her. I don't buy it. You know, I don't buy it either. I don't buy it either because, yeah, it's just because I remember the song was used in one of those uh, Rebel Highway movies, mm-hmm. one, of the, one of the women in prison movies they did. And because the gal was, she wrote the song and then the, the song got stolen by some dirty yep. record yep. promoter. And it was that song. That it was they the were, Wild West back then. They, yeah. and, they were, and they were using it. And she was talking about, because she wrote the song after her parents drowned. And it was basically, she just had visions of her parents in their car just waving at her to come oh. to come join her at the, at the bottom of the, oh. the ocean, to, you know, to, 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 
to, to drown. You that know? is bleak. Yeah. And yeah. Cause that's, that's like the hook. Come join me, baby. in my endless sleep. That's it. Well, thank you. Yeah. And no, that's why my baby has gone from me. I think we should see other people. <laughs> this isn't going to work out. So, okay. My next one. Or Steph, do you have one? We can, we can swap. Yeah. Yeah. I talked too much. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with something that's just plain sad. Okay. Is that okay? Absolutely. Is that along the lines here? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And that's um, Hurt, Johnny Cash. Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, that song yeah. just evokes sadness and for good reason because he yeah. was, his health was failing when he recorded it and you can hear it in his voice and stuff. Yeah. And You know, the end is not. Yeah. yeah. The one that yeah. kills me on that one is We'll Meet Again. That one yeah. kills me. I mean, yeah. Hurt, Hurt does kind of, yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's really... His performance, he he stole that song from Trent Reznor. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Same album, Man Comes Around, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. same album. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I think I've recommended it before, but Song Exploder on Netflix, they do a whole uh half hour thing on just that song. Oh and yeah. They, and they talk to uh, on the Nine Inch Nails version. They talk to Trent Reznor, and he gets a little snippy with them as he as he is wont to do when they start asking him. So what did you mean by the lyrics when he obviously meant a heroin addiction he was in the middle of, and he basically said, <laughs> "I'm not telling you that. I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you that." You know. So it was it was kind of an interesting <laughs> interesting interview. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's okay. That's it. That's We're all contributing. Know. It's all good. Okay. Well, um, okay. Johnny Cash did like three of those albums, though, didn't he? I think so, toward the like, end of his career, yeah. I'm dying, part one, two, yeah. Well, yeah, you just, I said he kind of had a, like, a, a mini renaissance right there. Yeah. I know, sadly, like, like one, another one of my friends like referred to him as like the cockroach of, of, of music because he just won't die, you know. But to me, it's like, oh. just keep making music because it's great. So. Yeah, yeah. I think also, I've talked about this before. It's like, that's one of the first concerts I remember going to as a little Johnny kid Cash. was seeing Johnny Cash in concert. And that was amazing. It's pretty great. He also wants to bring down ten thousand acres of California wild for, uh, of California forest uh, because he refused to put a, a campfire out. Anyway, look it up, folks. Anyway, I'm done. It's true. <laughs> it is. All right. Okay, uh, my next one is Johnny Symbol. The water was red. This came out in wait yeah, for yeah. it. Don't spoil it. This came out in 1960. Uh, the gist of this ballad is boy meets girl, boy and girl fall in love. Boy and girl go for a swim. <laughs> Boy and girl spot a dorsal fin in the water. A boy met a girl on a lonely beach And soon they were holding hands They fell in Boy makes it back to shore. Boy is sad. 
boy gets mad, boy gets knife, boy goes in the water, kills the shark, comes back out with a fin, the end. That's fantastic. Okay. <laughs> here's, oh. here's the actual here's, here's the actual lyric. Real quick, is this pre or post Jaws? This is way for this is like nineteen sixty. This okay, is pre yeah, yeah. pre it's like this is this is to me, this is the most fucked up song of all time. Because <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's a song about a boy and a girl and a shark. Yep. And a shark attack. Okay. <laughs> And here's, here's the actual lyrics. And once they were swimming where the water was deep and the white fin came into sight. Okay. And then it also goes on. It's talking about the color red keeps coming up. And they're talking about, you know, the sunset and the color of the water. And then, of course, the girl's blood and the shark's blood. Yep. And that's why the roaring raises of water were red. You know. <laughs> and uh, like I said, that just that song just kills me. Every that's time fantastic. Was, Didn't yeah. they use it in a, in a movie? At one point, or where have I heard? I don't think I've brought it up. I've I've posted on Facebook like hundreds of times. (laughs) As soon as I discover it, it's like you gotta listen to this song. (laughs) Then you find it again. (laughs) Right, right, right. It's one of the reasons we talk about doing murder battles. Like, yeah, it's like I talk about when the water is red. (laughs) And so, so yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, it's 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 a teenage tragedy shark attack song. (laughs) It's like, are you kidding? Wow, someone made art just for me. I know. <laughs> oh, it's oh, so sad, but yep. All right. Steph, do you have any more? Because I got one more I want to throw you. I have one more, and then you can take the mic. Okay. Um, mic. Yeah. Um, it's like, again along the lines of the song itself. The music is peppy as hell. I love those. And then it's, you know, then you're like, oh, there's the line, goodbye, papa, it's hard to die. <laughs> you know, and that's Seasons in the Sun. Oh yeah, good. Cool. You know, yeah, that's a deep so, one. Yeah, you had that on forty five. Gets me. I just heard it the other day, and I was like, yeah. "God damn, this song is like, yeah. oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't be bopping to this." <laughs> we also had a forty five one. It was called "Put the Bone In," and it took me a long time to realize they weren't talking about like a, a puppy and a bone. <laughs> it's like, what? They were talking about a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, sorry. Man, to seasons in the sun. That's yeah. A, yeah I, that that's one of those he's things. like saying goodbye to his family as he's dying basically right? is what the song's about so yep it's like i know that in, family i know that intellectually but like whenever i hear that song you're right it's just like do 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 you know yeah you know? yeah yeah you want to bop but then you know you like you shouldn't bop <laughs> <laughs> well and if i can get get like deep for a second it's like i think that's why i love a lot of these is some of them are like really peppy or some of them are just just complete and total mysteries as to why this would be someone's inspiration to create art. You sure, know? It's like, sure. I, know, I know where my stuff comes from. And I know, I think I know where some other people stuff. who the hell wrote, you know, the blood, the, 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 the or like, you know, I'm going to, my dad just it's died. It's different. Of, my dad just died. I'm very sad. I'm going to write a pop song. <laughs> <laughs> he would have loved that. Yeah. <laughs> He would Thanks, have, Dad. He, he would have loved my gold album and new mansion. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Another one that I think you would really like, Chad. Okay. Yo. Justin Tubbs, The Great River Road Mystery. You know this one? No. Okay. So the, it's it's a whole it's a whole movie's worth of plot packed into three minutes. So the, okay. the basic gist is this guy's telling the story about how he was in Lover's Lane with his girl, and he feels someone cock a gun behind their head. And he runs away. Okay. Okay. Completely flees. And then 
the people start talking about, well, she, they found the girl's body and, oh, well, she died, but uh, we don't know why she died. How did this happen? I wish someone knew something. And then at the end, he tells the story about how after he ran away from his uh, girl with the gun to her head, he crawled in bed with his wife and said, oh, I'm sorry, dear, that I was late at work tonight. So he was having an affair. They get attacked in Lover's oh, Lane. Oh, boy. The guy bolts and runs. <laughs> they kill the girl, and it's a mystery to this day called the Great River Road Mystery. And, oh, it's a good story. It's like, talk about condensed storytelling. Right. Like, three minutes to get across all this stuff and then have a twist at the end. Right. It's like, oh, it's great. Right. I liked it. Anyway. All right. Got okay. Well, I got, like I said, I have one more big one, then I got a couple that I'll also yeah, throw yeah. out. Um, this one, I think to me, is probably the greatest murder ballad, if not the greatest ballad of all time. Okay. And a lot of people will know this. They'll be familiar with it. Marty Robbins, El Paso. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Out in the West Texas town. Uh, Marty Robbins, El Paso. El Paso. Okay. Down El Paso. in the West Texas town of El Paso. Oh, okay. Fell in love with a Mexican girl. <laughs> Those are the only words I can say. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. Sing, <laughs> sing me the whole song, boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure for those unfamiliar with this song, it's basically a, a, a young cowboy falls in love with a saloon girl down in El Paso. Another cowboy makes a pass at her. Uh, things heat up. Guns are drawn. One guy kills the other guy, and he flees out the back door, and he rides and hides in New Mexico. But his love for Felina, the girl, is too mm-hmm. great. So he comes back to El Paso where he kind of runs into the posse on his way into town. And he's trying to avoid like five cowboys on his left and a dozen cowboys on his right. And he basically writes his own death. So he sings his own death scene as bullets keep hitting him. <laughs> right. Cause that's, that's like, this is, um, Oh, where is it? This, oh yeah. Here's here's the lyric. I see a white puff of smoke from the rifle. I feel the bullet go deep in my chest. <laughs> That is the greatest song lyric of all time. That's a pretty great song. And so, but at the end, but at the end of the day, and he, singing he, and bleeding and he's, dying. I know he's 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 full of lead. He crawls to the back door of the cantina, and there's Felina who comes out and gives him one big farewell kiss before he expires. Oh, and so I love it. It's yep. a movie in yep. the middle of it. Yeah. That came out in 1959. Like I said, Marty Robbins. I remember he had his own TV show too there for a while. In the a lot of them had their yeah. own TV shows. That's yeah. a really weird. So, but yeah, no, to me, that is a, that is a fucking amazing ballad. And again, I think most people are aware of it. I think it was the finale of Breaking Bad. They used it. Is that right? They may have. With what this gun starts going off and <laughs> mowing all those guys down and they're playing El Paso. And it's like, you gotta be kidding. But well, I wouldn't put it past him because yeah. man, that Vince Gilligan knew, he knew how to, how to work a song into, right? into a friggin' show. I'll tell you. I'm going the wrong way here. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay, uh, I got this just, with a couple others. Just a couple more, real quick. Um, Del Shannon's "The Prom," which is basically a ballad by way of a highway safety video. <laughs> it's about uh, hands with right, danger. right. Uh, it's it's basically a guy going to the prom on his way to pick up his date. He sees a crowd of people. He stops to see what's going on. And of course, it's his girl. She's dying, and from her dying breath, she professes her his love, her love to him forever. Uh-huh. Okay. There's that one, and then also, um, I remember listening to this when I was a kid, and it gave me the drizzle so bad. Uh, Charlie's Daniels Band, yeah. uh, The Legend of Wooly Swamp. I don't know that one either. Okay, this is one of those ones where it's like a ghost story, where they're talking about The Legend of Wooly Swamp, and who's the guy's name? I wrote it down. Lucius Clay, you can still hear this old man cackling, because as the story goes, Lucius Clay was this miserly old hermit who lived in Wooly Swamp. 
and he took all his money and he buried it in jars around his property. But every once in a while, he'd dig it all up and do the Scrooge McDuck thing. <laughs> and of course, the Creighton boys were aware of this, and so they decide one night that they're going to go off and kill him and feed him to the gators in the swamp and take all his money. So they do this, they, they kill him, they throw him in the swamp, but as they're trying to leave, they all get stuck in quicksand and they all die, okay? <laughs> and as they're, as they're slowly sinking and screaming, they say they could hear the old man laughing, okay? And now, these days, if you venture into Woolly Swamp and you go by the old shack where the old man used to live, there's this, like, dark, wet spot in the ground and that's where they sank to their doom. And you can still hear them screaming and the old man cackling out in the swamp. And it's like eight-year-old me just like, fuck no, 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 I'm not having that. And so, and there you go. I'm going to, uh, oh, wait, this is really cool. Yeah. I like this. I think that was on the same album as Devil Went Down to Georgia. Right. And so, like I said, I was like 79 or 80. So That's really good. Yeah. Cool. Well, all right. Honestly, you, yeah, I could talk about this shit for hours. I know. <laughs> well, if you don't have anything to listen to after that, I'm not sure what to tell you. <laughs> so we're going to come back after, I think, well-earned guitar noise with some recommendations. But, man, go find yourself some uh, uh, some murder ballads, man. There's some some teenage death songs. Murder, murder, murder. Put a pep in your step. So, all right. We'll be back <laughs> after, uh, after the guitar noise with a few recommendations. <laughs> You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. We are back, and we are going to give a few recommendations, things we've been uh, listening to, well, uh, uh, watching, uh, reading. <laughs> we just spent two hours, uh, spent an hour talking about what we've been listening to. So, all right. Uh, so, we'll do recommendations. Uh, Steph, do you want to go first? Yeah. Um, I've, <laughs> and please don't laugh at me, no. um, but I finally decided to um, watch all 15 seasons of Supernatural. <laughs> Wow. wow that is a commitment uh, i yeah. tried i tried and died at about season nine yeah, I, yeah. I i i didn't even make it through season two um and then i skipped ahead because i wanted to see a misha collins character on there okay. you know? um and, and then i didn't make it much further in that i just it just wasn't the time for me to get into supernatural even though it was yeah. huge on tumblr and you know everyone i knew was you know supernatural big fans Destiel and all this stuff and so I decided I was kind of out of things to watch and binge and stuff and I like to have stuff on TV while I'm working and um, I thought well I'm gonna do it I'm gonna put all 15 seasons on and I did it <laughs> and by the 15th season I love this show <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, I, I love like, it yeah I didn't I don't I didn't hate it it no. just it yeah, sort of was yeah. like grinding up in its own gears a little bit, and uh, it did. Yeah, there were some, there were some definitely some seasons here and there, or at least yeah. some episodes within the seasons that were like, yeah. oh my god, this is this is a filler episode. If right. I ever tell. and there and there are some plots. It's like, okay, wrap this up already. You know, yeah, we're all yeah. done with this. And like I said, I, I like the brothers. I had the opposite. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, 
I had the opposite problem that I did with X Files in that I liked the overarching story of the whole thing rather than the monster of the week stuff. Whereas X Files, it was the other way around. I think you're right. Um, I didn't give a crap about the alien stuff on X Files. I just didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I loved the monster of the week stuff. And on yeah, this one, me. it was it was the monster of the week stuff was fine, you know. But it wasn't what I was there for, I guess. Okay. So. So yeah, and and it had a bunch of silly episodes like the Scooby Doo crossover, yep. where they became cartoons, yep. or the episode where they met themselves as Hollywood actors. You know, I mean, yeah. but I looked at that as just pure fun, yeah. instead of. And was it was the convention, the fan convention they wound up at? I that, saw the that. fan yeah, convention that. was for someone who is into fan fiction and all that stuff. That was a glorious episode for me. Yep. Or the and uh, I high love... schoolers that made their own uh, their own version of it. Yep. Of, of Super... Yeah, Supernatural. It's very meta because <laughs> the, the, this guy wrote a whole series of books called Supernatural based on Sam and Dean. And, you know, and then they find out about out... it and yeah. there's he fans. Turned out and then God. He did turn out to be God. Yeah, sorry, yeah. spoilers. But um, I don't know. I just, I, I really, by the end of it, I really liked it. And in fact, I'm going through it yeah. again. <laughs> I remember once immediately it, turned around yeah. and started season one again. Yeah, I remember at one point too. It's like they started killing off all the side characters that I really liked too, and it's like, well, yeah, no. and it's like, yeah, hey. they did do that. Yeah, they killed some, but was, on Supernatural, nobody that... really dies. Right, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like right? Dean and Sam both died like eight times each. Or yeah, because yeah, because so. that one guy who ran that who was always at the cabin where they'd always go to for help. Jim Butcher. Bobby. Jim Butcher. Thank you, yep. Bobby. Thank you, that guy. I love that guy. Yeah. And he Egypt. Yeah. Yep. He didn't make it, but he kept coming back and as a ghost or as an angel or oh, something. Maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll pick it up and try again. So. I, yeah, I have, yeah. In the later seasons, he's still in there. Okay. I have two pieces of insider information for you about that show, and only two. Oh. So I'll, okay. I'll really know. One of them is that they were hoping, and it didn't pan out, but they were hoping to do an episode like the Scooby Doo one in the season after that, where they fought the where Sam and Dean fought the Gremlins. They were, I think they were, I remember hearing read about this. Yeah, really? they, they were yeah. trying to get that going, and it just didn't work out. Oh, so they, that would have been that was, awesome. That was one of the showrunners' plans was like, oh, let's just take some more WB properties and throw them at Supernatural at them. You know, the funniest things I ever heard in my life was Joe Dante talking about Gremlins 2. And the reason they did Gremlins 2 the way they did it was to, to basically guarantee there would never, be, ever be yeah. a Gremlins 3. Yep. I think that's hysterical. I thought that was very funny. But the other bit is that do you know who are both going to die billionaires? Jansen Ackles and Jared Padalecki. And the reason is that they, early on, decided to bet on the show running a long time and instead of getting paid up front, took uh, um, syndication rights. And Did took a good, a good amount of syndication good rights. And they are stupid rich. I know. We talked about this before. Yeah. It's like if you watch credits it's like a lot of actors show up as producers now and it's like good for them yep. because they deserve you know well, i know jensen like, directed a bunch of the episodes too so they got yeah. into that aspect of it yeah and i remember remember their showrunner telling me once we can do whatever we want to them they're getting paid very well <laughs> <laughs> and that's why they also paid such lip service to the fans too i mean they, yeah. they were yeah. they're like convention regulars and they filled up the halls big time whenever they appeared. And um, I remember too, was like I never watched Supernatural. What was it? Um, one of them showed up in the Friday the Thirteenth remake, and one of them showed up in the, the My Bloody Valentine, Valentine remake. remake. My yeah, bloody, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. that's what he says there's, watching, there's so nods to those in the show too okay and it's like or like the way the movies were shot it's like it's like i feel like i should know who these guys are and like i have no clue who these yeah. guys are so i hadn't seen the show yet well here's the other thing i think jansen ackles is pretty close to untouchable i think that dude is is charismatic to a fault and i, I there's nothing he can do that doesn't work you know <laughs> Is that the one that was in and my bloody pretty, Yeah, he was really good in that. Yeah, and so. yeah. <coughs> I, I wouldn't want to see his Hamlet, or would I? You know, like, I don't know at this point. So anyway, yeah, there's a lot to talk. We could do a whole show on Zoom. <laughs> talk about the first eight seasons. <laughs> I can tell you what I got the, you covered the, on the last half. I can tell you the photo or the uh, painting the showrunner has over his office uh, desk. Anyway, so yeah, name dropper. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. I need to know what is it? What is it? It's, it's a picture of of him as a pig covered in gold and money. <laughs> <laughs> it was used in the show. You didn't sign any ND, did you? Before you oh hell no! Okay. An NDA—that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. All right. So, uh, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll go next. I've got two sports-related things: one glorious, one infuriating. Uh, Ted Lasso's back, everybody. Yay! Ted Lasso's back in the first step. Oh, the, the, they're releasing them week to week, and it is it is so good. There is a there's two amazing moments in the first episode. We're so glad so glad Ted Lasso is back. I bought my wife a Roy Kent jersey. It's it, you know we're we're all in on on uh, Ted Lasso and it's back and you should watch it. It'll make you a better person. I see a little backlash brewing against that show. Oh, I hope not. a lot of people. Of course, a lot of people who haven't seen it yet, but everybody's so gushy over it that mm-hmm. the cynics, which are there are many, mm-hmm. are like they're just kind of tired of hearing how how happy the show makes people and no one's really saying if it's any good. That's it's what good. I've heard. Okay, so. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen like two episodes, I think, because you showed me them. Yeah, and I really them. enjoyed them. Yeah, they're, so. good. they're good. So, and the other thing that, uh, the other sports thing that I do not recommend. So, I, uh, I, I'm i going to test a theory that my wife doesn't listen to this podcast and say that one of the things that uh, is challenging about living with my wife is every two years, the Olympics are on my TV all the time. Oh, the, no. the Olympics never go away. No matter what the sport, no matter what it is, Olympics, Olympics, Olympics. And last night, it may have broken her because we watched NBC's primetime coverage of the Olympics where it was 70% packages and storytelling and interviews and maybe 30% sports highlights. They didn't even show the sports. And she's about ready to walk through the TV and punch somebody. Is that because they want you to upgrade to other packages <laughs> and actually see it? Is that what's going it, on? It may be that. Okay. It may be. Because I wouldn't that, put it past them. No, I wouldn't put it past them. And, Does anybody else remember the triple cast oh, fiasco God, when that yes, first happened? I do. That oh, was hilarious. Wow. Okay, yeah. But um, the answer to all your questions is money. But the other bit is that um, I honestly think that they need – NBC absolutely needs to tell you how you're supposed to feel at any given moment. Okay. So it's like, here's this athlete's uh, harrowing story and why you should root for them. Here's this athlete's harrowing oh, wow. story and why you should root for them. Here's analysis. Time for that on, after. And, really, there is. It's it's all there is. It's seventy percent of their programming is okay. this is this inspirational rah rah for God's sake feel something bullshit yeah. and none of the sports and it is just a. Oh, oh boy! And it may, it may 
have broken my wife of this two of every two year <laughs> Olympic habit where that's all that's on my TV. Right. All right. Anyway, so that th- those are my my one recommendation and my one mini rant. So okay. sorry about that. Ted Lasso's back. It's great. Hooray! Oh, me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of pigs and supernatural. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Wow. Where are we going? Uh, I saw a pig. Where'd you see it? I saw it in Omaha. Really? Yep. This is the Nicholas Cage. The Nicholas Cage uh, thing. Um, don't believe anything you see in that trailer. Don't believe whatever you've heard. Go see this movie. I, I is, want to. I hear it's it fantastic. It is fucking amazing. It is a movie that does not surrender its plot secrets without a fight. And it incur- you have to pay attention. And you can follow it. Because it just slowly rolls this stuff out. Because like it's beginning, it's like, it's like this guy's supposed to be somebody. Who's like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, you know, because when you think Nicolas Cage looking for his pig, you're thinking Nicolas Cage with a baseball bat, yeah, running around crushing people until he gets his pig back. You're thinking old man John Wick with a pig, right? Yeah, right. And that was kind of what the trailer. Yeah, says. but it's not. It's not that at all. Huh? It's not intent. I really, I really don't want to say anything else because I really don't want to spoil anything. But yeah, that's just it. It's, it's a movie about a man searching for his pig. His pig got stolen, and he's looking for his pig, and he's trying to get his pig back. And why he got to where he is now, yeah. and why the pig means so much to him, and it, it's, it's like I said, Nicholas Cage. God damn it! When someone forces him to act, oh, he's he's amazing. really good. Yes, he's an amazing actor. <coughs> Adam Arkin's in it, and he's fantastic. Really? And that one young kid, he's in all those horror movies now. He's sort of a, I can't ever think of his name. He's like a swarthy kid, he's got like a mole on his cheek. He was in Hereditary. He was oh that kid, that yeah, kid. yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah, in yeah. it too. Again, he's really good in it, and it's just. And it's I like, want to I, see it. I, I, I said, again, it's like you were talking about earlier, we were talking about Black Widow. It's like, I miss movies like this. I don't know if you ever saw First Cow. Yes, I First did Cow see First Cow. First, First Cow was great. First Cow was great. It's like, and it's just a movie telling a simple story, beginning, middle, end. Very well. Very well, well and Very well, very well presented. You know, and it's like, I, I miss that. Because to me, it's like, not to like to shit on Marvel, because I am the biggest sure. Marvel fanboy on the face of the planet, but there's room for both. Yes. You know, there's a, there's a void out there, and it's like it should be filled with something than anybody else trying to start a franchise. You know, it's like you think someone would figure that out. Where'd you see Pig? Um, it, was in, it was in Bellevue. Draft House isn't open yet. It opens ah, in August. Crazy. Yeah, it was some Marcus, new Marcus thing hmm. down in Bellevue. So I'm not, I heard, you know, you remember the, uh, the uh, 24 Oakview? Mm-hmm. I, the rumor is they're tearing that down. Yeah, they're gonna turn on that whole mall. That was my. It just to go way off on a tangent here. Well, movie theaters are dropping left and right. The yeah. uh, the Stadium Seven at uh, in Carney is closed because it got uh, damaged and the roof caved in. Okay. And uh, the Whitman closed. Okay. Yeah. And that was a whole big thing. You see the hilltop redo the remodel? No, but we. Holy yeah, hell! Wanna... Like if I'm going to movies anymore, I'm going to Carney and yeah. I'm going to go there because that place looks amazing. Yeah. So. So anyway, oh yes, and then my supernatural thing is here. I watched the first two seasons of the new Nancy Drew show. Hmm, I, I have this. been a huge Nancy Drew fan since a little kid. I always preferred her over the Hardy Boys because I'm weird. <laughs> but it's kind of like Veronica Mars as Scooby-Doo by way of Supernatural. <laughs> and also like a little bit of Riverdale thrown in there too. Because okay? they're all screwing like rabbits. They're all there. Yeah. Nancy, Tess, George, Ace, and Ned. And they're solving Supernatural. Because they all get, they get cursed by this thing. And so half the season is them trying to reverse the curse or whatever, you know. And the thing that sells it is the ensemble. You like these characters. You love what they're doing. The gal playing George is, I wrote it down, Leia Lewis. And she's just this adorable grump. 
And she's like, she's half the reason I watch the show because cool. I'm I'm in love with her. And so yeah, the first two seasons are streaming on HBO Max right now. And the first season ended on a hell of a uh, whiz banger of a of a of a reveal that I won't spoil. So stay out. It's pretty good. I enjoy it. What what's it streaming on? Uh, HBO Max. Okay. Yep. All right. So that should uh, that's going to do it for our murder ballads episode. But we appreciate you. Uh, giving us your feedback on any murder ballads you might like, anything you're uh, recommending, and we will uh, be back in a couple weeks with another podcast. Thanks for sticking with us. Hooray! been listening to the atomic weight of cheese where cult cinema is real life and real life is frequently cult cinema you can visit our website at the atomic weight of follow us on twitter at a w o c podcast see us on facebook at facebook.com slash atomic weight of cheese or shoot us an email at atomic weight of cheese at gmail.com we love your feedback